man, looks like we have a special. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. Uh, looked at tonight in our Bible study class back down here and had a, had a good class. We talked about everything from witnessing to uh, that grace is a radical grace. We're saved by, and uh, the writer of the curriculum uh, said that we're saved by radical grace, which is just a synonym to say amazing grace. I was sharing that with the class. And the, uh, the Apostle Paul, in another place in Scripture, he used this adjective in describing God's grace. And he used the word, Apostle Paul used the word abundant. And you know what that means? It means overflowing your cup. Never forget the first time I saw Cloyd Chapman drink coffee out of a saucer. And uh, drinking, I said, what are you doing that for? He says, because God has blessed me and my cup runneth over. And uh, so I said, well, I'll tell you what. And that's the way God's grace is. Abundant means super abundant or more than you need, more than enough. God's grace is more than you need. It's more than enough, but many of us won't choose His grace. We won't choose Him. And to say, I want to open up my life to Him. 1 Corinthians 9, let's begin, 16. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me, yea, woe is unto me if I preach not. The gospel. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word tonight. And Father, may we realize that you have more than enough 
may we avail ourselves to it in Jesus' name. Amen. This, so, the title for tonight's message is, Run That You May Obtain. Run That You May Obtain. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Brother Jim and Brother Casey often pick at me if I'm, they hear about me running anywhere. They always say, well, Brother Michael, what's after you? Okay, <laughs> why are you running? And uh, sure, you try to take care of this temple, this body here, and all of that, and it's just for a little while uh, that we have what we have. God only give us one body, so <laughs> well, that's all we got to serve Him. God, as Miss Francis uh, shared her testimony of her thanks of her birthday, God has blessed her with many years, and thank the Lord she has used that one body, that one temple to bless Him, to honor Him. So the whole point comes down to eventually, in verse 24, we're going to get to there, and it says, what what does it say? That's where I got my title. So run that you may obtain. Run. Get in the race. May we not sit back and say, I don't know. Make excuse. I don't know. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm too that. I don't know. Or whatever. He says, let's run. Let's run. Let's get in the race. And there's some benefits from being in the race. Many of us get saved and say, where's the bench? I want to sit the bench. (laughs) I want to get in the ball game. Another person said one time, nobody cares about the one loss record of a referee. You know, they've never won a game. Some people think they cost the game. But they don't have a one loss record. They're not in the game. The players are. The players are, the Bible says in verse 16 and 17, that uh, there is a reward for doing this. Now, many people says, uh, think that he's only speaking to preachers whenever he says, Woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. I beg to differ with you. I say it can also mean proclaim or tell. Woe is unto me if I don't share the gospel. Woe is unto me. It's basically saying that woe means it's, it's, man, it's, it's horrible. There may be judgment coming. Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Verse 17, for if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. Okay? And, uh, then it says, but if I preach, but if against my will a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. Now we covered this here a while back in uh, Brother Billy Don's class that uh, we talked about the word dispensation. And it actually has the word, where we get our word, uh, comes from a Greek word meaning economy, also a management of affairs, or listen to this, the oversight of another person's property. The word dispensation actually, you know, a lot of times we equate it to an age. But in 1611, if you have a King James Bible, the word dispensation was a very common sentence. It's kind of like an old English word, the word suffer. Remember when Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me? Now, that's to, their, to them, back then, it was just as common in 1611 to say suffer Suffer uh, the lights to be turned on. That means allow the lights to be turned on. So this word dispensation here, even though we use it as an age in 1611, whenever the King James was translated, the word literally means 
economy or administration and management of affairs, oversight of property. So let's take another look at this, for verse 17. For if I do this thing willingly, I share the gospel willingly, what does it say? I have a reward. Now, did you know in a minute we're going to name the reward? We're going to name what the reward is. But for right now, just say, okay, if I share the gospel, the Bible says there is a reward involved. It says it plainly. Okay, but notice this. Verse 17 still, I've got a reward. But if against my will a management, an oversight of things, is committed, and now it says, notice if you have a Bible like mine, how many of you is of the gospel in italics? Okay, it should be all of you, all right. Which means it was added supposedly for clarification. Now, sometimes it does make clear. They added it's not in the original. So let's just take that out and just read it. But if against my will... I'm going, to remember, I'm going to change the synonym of dispensation to the whole thing. A oversight of another person's property or management of affairs is committed unto me. Folks, guess what God committed unto you? He says, listen, you're, you're reneging on your end of the bargain, your responsibility. He says, so I'm going to get a reward, but if I don't, I'm held accountable for what you do, how you manage what. How you, and of course, they said, well, it's talking about um, the whole thing is of the gospel. What are you going to do with the gospel? So it, it kind of does help make it clear. It tells you what you're supposed to manage. It tells you what you're committed, what, what's given to your affairs. In other words, you're supposed to preach. You're supposed to share the gospel. So the whole thing, the whole context is sharing the gospel and that you have a responsibility. Folks, if I hand you a, a, a business account and say, I want you to take this business account and I want you to use it to make a profit to an accomplish or accomplish a task. Remember the parable about the talents? And the fellow just went and buried his and didn't do anything with it. He wasn't very responsible. And so here, again, as you see this context, and Paul is saying, you are responsible for sharing the gospel. And the word dispensation is a big part of that. And so the whole point, what is the title for tonight's message? Run! Get in the business. A business of what? Sharing something that we're going to find out later is free. We're going to find out later the business we're in of sharing is free. That's great. The gospel is free. Amen? Middle section. There you go. There you go. Amen. Middle section. Okay. So, verse 18. It says, what is my reward then? Verily, that when I preach or tell or share the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ how much does it cost? Without charge. Isn't that cool? So the whole context of this passage is that I'm responsible. I've got to get in the ball game. I'm supposed to share the gospel. And I have a privilege that I abuse, not my power. And this is where I got my point. The second point of this message is the 
The word power means privilege. Word power means my privilege. When it says and abuse not my power in the gospel, it mean it can mean authority given to me, but my privilege to to share the gospel. My privilege in what? What does it say? My abuse not my power, my right, my authority, my privilege, my honor, my opportunity of what? In the gospel. Verse nineteen. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant to all. Now, this, let's just talk about 19, and I titled verse 19, A Servant's Heart. Now, there is uh, what I call a choice, there's two things in this verse I want you to notice. All of you tonight, I thank the Lord for you because you made a choice to come to church tonight. Now, I hope that I can offer in the next, I've been preaching, you know, 12, 14 minutes or so, and uh, the next 10 minutes to wrap it up, you've got a choice to make. Now, the, in this verse here, He says, I made a choice. I don't have to tell anybody about Jesus. You don't. You have a choice. Did you know that? Nobody is going to force you to witness. Matter of fact, most people are going to try to ridicule you not to witness. So guess what you have this week? A choice to tell others about Jesus. Then it says, if there's a choice, there's also a reason. There's also a reason to make the choice. Why do you make the choice? What was the end of verse 19 saying? That I might gain the more. If you make a choice, there's a reason to make the choice. If you, folks, if you, and, I, and I've challenged, and it's just simple, I'm trying to be radical, which I'm taking it to mean being just above normal, not radical the way these radical idiots are, but folks of all, just somebody to step it up. I use that illustration because I heard it all my life, especially while in high school. My mom, my coaches, everybody, hey, Michael, you need to step it up. Michael, you need to step it up. Stop being status quo. Stop being like everybody else. Step it up. But most of us don't want to step it up because stepping it up involves a little work. Stepping it up actually means I've got to do something. Stepping it up actually means I've got to And what is his reason? What's his reason? What's Paul's reason for stepping it up? That I might what? Gain the more. That's called, verse 19, a servant's heart. Verses 20 through 22, I entitled Diversity. Diversity. Now this is very famous. Many of us use this from time to time. Most of us can code it, if not quote it. And unto the Jews I became a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law. In other words, self-righteous Jews, or people who are trying to keep the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law, Gentiles, being not without law to God, but under the law of Christ. Talking about, I'm still, we're still subject to, being right with God, 
that I might gain them that are without the law. To the weak became I as weak. This is mainly talking about people that are young, maybe immature, or people that are easily offended. That's the weak. In the Bible, you can look that up. There's a whole study on it. The weak, easily offended, immature, all these things. Okay? And, and then it says that I might what? what? Why should I become as weak? Put yourself in their shoes. That's all it's saying. That's all he's saying. Put yourself in their shoes. And the, when you're talking to somebody, don't try to come across as a know-it-all. Don't try to come across as a churchgoer. Don't try to come across as super-Christian. Don't try to just put yourself in their shoes. Talk to people, not about people or down to people. That makes sense. It's in the Bible. That Why do you do it all? Verse, end of verse 22. Now, this is a pretty neat verse, the way it ends. That I might, I am made all things to all men. And his reason, why, am he, why is he doing this, this diversity? That I might by all means save some. I had to dig a little bit on that save. I just want to know because doesn't that sound like you're saving them? You know, the way it kind of reads in our English it kind of reads that I, I might by what? How's it saying? That I might by all means save some. Save, deliver, protect, keep safe, rescue. Uh, I had fun looking those uh, synonyms up on that one. That's pretty cool. I like those synonyms. Let me say them again. Deliver, protect, keep safe, rescue. I like those. What does the song say, Brother Norman? Rescue the perishing. Duty demands it. Strength for thy labor, the Lord will supply. Y'all know the song. You see? So it's our duty. Rescue the perishing. So the words that I might by any means save some, rescue some, pull them, pull them out of the fire, throw them a line, you know, that, that they might hear Jesus. And so, as we look on past verse 22, verse 23, the gospel is a shared event. And I do this for the gospel's sake, that I might be partakers thereof with you. Who's you? The people at church at Corinth. Now, this, and he goes in from verse 24 through the end of the chapter is what I call an athletic example. An athletic example. You know, verse 24 just says, and I love it, that's where I got my title, run! <laughs> run! So it, it's scriptural to run. You know, I just, I remember a couple years ago, matter of fact, this time... Two years ago, I was 43 pounds heavier than I am now. Two years ago, at this very month, this very time. And, you know, when I first started, I said, you know what? This is getting ridiculous. Matter of fact, my, my wife says these suit pants, which are 40, I wear 33. She says, we got to get you some more suit pants, okay? They're just a little big. But it's all I have, so I got it. it's the only color I have in this size. So just wear a 40 on a 33 waist. That's fine. 
But I started, I started running, or excuse me, take that back, I started walking. And I got down to Miss Phyllis's, and I said, oh, man, I'm tired. And, uh, and I, I, I could only run from here to Billy Don back there. I said, I'm going to walk the rest of the way. And uh, so, I, I said, so I kept trying, kept trying. And I said, it's ridiculous that I seem 43 years old to uh, not be able to run 100 yards without dying, you know. And uh, so I said, okay. And I started working and a little bit as the poundage come off finally. And it went, went down to 205, I said, I, I could go back to running. I thought my running days were completely over. I thought they were gone. I thought the knees were shot. I didn't know that they just didn't like 240 pounds. I just did not know that they did not like that, okay? And I uh, found out they liked 205 and now down to 198, a whole lot better, okay? But why, why do this? Run, run. Now, this is a metaphor. This is a, an illustration Know that you that would, people who run in a race, they run all, that, but one receiveth the prize. So run! Because there's a reward for anybody who will run! But nobody wants to run. No, to hear it sharing the gospel. And then it goes on to verse 25. And every man that striveth for mastery is temperate. In other words, you discipline yourself in all things. Now they do it to obtain an incorruptible crown, but we an, an a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. And that's if you ever do a study, if you ever do a study on the crowns mentioned in the Bible, there's only five of them, and this is one of the five. And the title of it, an incorruptible crown. Now most people believe, Bible students, Bible scholars, whatever believe that this is a, what's called also is a soul winner's crown. Just, I want to tell people about Jesus. An incorruptible crown. One of the five crowns mentioned in the Bible. Then verse 26. Now, he says, okay, I, so we're, if we tell people about Jesus, if you have a desire to share the gospel, and if you do it, in other words, use diversity. Put yourself in other people's shoes when you deal with a country boy. Come to them with a country mentality. If you deal with a city person, come to them realizing they're a city person. If you deal with a young person, deal with them as a young person. If you deal with a senior person, deal with them as a senior person. Put yourself in their shoes. If that I can do all those things, that why? That if by any means I might save or was those synonyms? Rescue some. And it's like having a reward. God says, I will give you a reward. It comes with a reward attached to it. But then notice verse 26. So I'm going to run, and then there's two what I call not as. Two not as. Not as uncertainly. So fight I not as one that beateth the air. What does that mean? Basically this. Uncertainly means to, to always second-guess yourself, put yourself down, can't, can't, can't. Negativity 
And the other one is the person that just talks and never does it. In other words, you, you, it's kind of like a, some people have used this as a commentary. Shadow boxer, one that beateth the air. And then he talks about, he switches metaphors. He says, I'm, so fight I, not as a shadow boxer, not as one that beateth the air, not as one that just practices all the time. Well, after 10 or 15 more years of study, I think I'll be ready to tell people about Jesus. The most prolific tellers about Jesus are people who have had zero (laughs) days of training. They just tell people, I don't know the answer, but I know Jesus. I met him. (laughs) I don't know about all those theological questions you have, but I know I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. That's all you need to know. That's it. If you got theological questions, we'll send them to somebody else. <laughs> Most of y'all say, well, send them to Brother Michael. Then if I don't know it, I'll send them to Trey. All right. <laughs> but lastly, in closing, but I keep my body and bring it under subjection. Do you tell yourself, do you discipline yourself? That's it. That's it. Do you discipline yourself? That's the only reason Paul said that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I've got to discipline myself. Now, you do it spiritually and physically. Why? Lest, and bring it under subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. And, folks, I was saddened when I looked up all the synonyms for castaway. I don't want to be a castaway. And you don't either. Because a castaway means worthless, rejected, reprobate, and unfit. If you let the devil influence your life and your thinking, sure there's forgiveness and grace and mercy. Thank the Lord at the cross. Can the devil hurt our testimony? Can the devil discourage you? And if you let that discouragement from the devil overwhelm you or influence you, you can become unfit. Now, you don't have to become an alcoholic, uh, womanizer, You don't have to go to the extremes to be unfit. You can simply put yourself at the house and put yourself in a pity party and run yourself down and, and tell yourself you're worthless and tell yourself you're unfit and the devil's snickering the whole time that you're... Because God never, 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 never puts anybody on a guilt trip. Satan does that. God only convicts. He convicts you to do right, and He convicts you when you do wrong to get right. That's it. If you're living in wrong or something in your life is not right, He convicts you to make it right. Guilt is just coming from within and from Satan. And once you, But the thing is, you know the key. God, I've messed up. 
I need you to please take this burden, this sin, whatever I've done wrong, and make it right so that I can be a vessel that you can clean up. God's pretty good at that. Taking vessels that are unfit, putting them back on the potter's wheel, remolding the pot and making it usable again. He can cover up cracks and blemishes. He's real good at it. We're not perfect. We're just forgiven. That's why we're still usable vessels. We can be used for Him. As we prepare for Him of invitation, would you bow with me for a word of prayer, Father? We see such a tremendous example. As Paul said, to just, just to run. I want to be in the race. I, I don't know all the answers. But you tell me in your word, I don't have to know all the answers. You just tell me to tell, to share. And that, and not that we're trying to earn a reward or get a reward, but you've got one for us. Maybe that one day that we'll actually have something to lay at your feet. I don't want to be there empty-handed because you have done so much for me. Because without your strength, we could do nothing anyway. Without your strength, we're without hope anyway. Father, thank you that you gave us a chance. And that you're giving us another one. Every day that we live, you give us another one to serve you, to tell others, to share, to be a good example and good witness before others. Help us to run this race. In Jesus' name, amen.